0: This is Authors in Focus. Hi, I'm James Reed, fantasy author publishing under JMD Reed. Jewels of Illumination books one through three box set is out. Oban is a broken man who just might find redemption guarding a scholar from bandits, a criminal syndicate, and a dark necromancer. Avina is a woman haunted by guilt, who has to learn she can trust Oban. Together, they can break free of their past or be lost. You can buy or borrow Jewels of Illuminations book one through three from Amazon. Today, I'm joined by Laura Ptolemy. She is the author of the erotic romance, Deadly Karma. How are you doing today, Laura?
1: Oh, today I'm doing uh, I'm doing great. I'm recovering after a, a cornea transplant, and um, slowly but surely I'm recovering my eyesight and uh, uh, a great physical condition, <laughs> let's say. That's so, great. That's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, your accent reminds me a lot of my uh, my great uh, my great Noni's accent. You know, she uh You're she great? came over for-
1: uh, yeah,
0: yeah, she came over from Italy when she was a little girl.
1: Uh, well, actually, you know, I learned English when I was a little girl. Uh, I was five, and uh, my parents went to live in Africa. We lived in Nigeria for five years, and that's where I learned my English, or at least I started to learn to learn English. And then I went to uh, the American school. I went to high school, and uh, and that's in the southern. Uh, in Georgia, so then, so then the accent got kind of uh, twisted around because in Africa it's it's more like an English accent, a British accent. Okay. Then when you go to Georgia, it's just uh, a fucked up accent. So it's <laughs> it's it, it kind of crossed uh, crossed lines between various uh, places. And uh, uh, but I'm glad I remind you of someone that you knew. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so. Uh, are you a cat person or a dog person, Laura?
1: Cat, cat. I'm a cat person. I have four cats. Okay. Uh, <laughs> two males and two females, and I uh, just adore them, and <laughs> they practically rule the house. <laughs> and uh, you know how it is with cats. They just occupy all your space, and <laughs> it's all theirs. <laughs> yeah. and you're there, you just pay the mortgage. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> So uh, how long have you wanted to be a writer, Laura?
1: Well, uh, I'm not really sure. Um, I know I've been writing since I was in high school, and uh, I, I really liked it. But it wasn't, you know, um, I, I, uh, it wasn't a – I mean, I didn't do it for, like, a profession, or I didn't think of it as a as a profession, and I wasn't even um, – i wasn't even um doing it like as often as often as a writer should you know i started just writing small pieces and uh and then uh, a lengthier one but i didn't uh, but it wasn't a continuous thing because then i had you know to study and uh, i went to work and i had a regular job i i worked for the italian trade uh, commission which is you know helping Helping companies, Italian companies um, have a better opportunity in the in the world trade and uh, so it wasn't until actually until I was forty or something like that that I started thinking of writing as a profession, you know as something I wanted to do on a more regular basis, and that's when I started actually writing and uh, uh, publishing a series of books. Um, more than 30 at, at the moment, and right. um, and really enjoying it, really, really enjoying, you know, the creation part of it, the, the, the creative effort, and thinking of a story, not just writing it, but thinking of a story, also because, you know, I, I've been an avid reader all my life, but I kind of got fed up with the way the, you know, the the books, the other writers ended their stories. Like, I wanted to change it. Like, it didn't feel right. So I I wanted to do it my own way. And uh, that's when I really started uh, getting into writing. And now it's uh, more than 10 years. And uh, I I think I've, you know, made a name for myself, although a, a little one, of course, I'm not... I'm not anything uh, big, or but uh, uh, but I really enjoy it, and uh, I've had also several feedbacks from my readers that they enjoy it too. <laughs> so that's why I keep writing. <laughs>
0: yeah, hearing back from your readers is always uh, very rewarding.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's it's definitely and it's important because you know, of course, every writer wants to be read. <laughs> That, that's the point, yeah. but um, i mean i'm I'm not um, egotistical to say that you know everybody should read me or everybody should know me, but uh, <clears throat> but at least to know that someone is following you and uh, someone is appreciating what um, the type of writing i'm I'm doing, well, that's of course uh, that gives you that that extra. Uh, extra kick to to, to keep going. Other, otherwise, you probably just stop.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I've known quite a few authors that just like dropped off the like the social media stuff and just stopped publishing because they got discouraged.
1: Yes, exactly. <clears throat> Even if writing should be a personal thing, you know, because it 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 actually is a personal thing because you you tell a story. You tell something of, uh, uh, of yourself, anyway, in every story. And, uh, and it's something that often you just have to do in order to, you know, to, to, to get it out there. It's like I, I started writing again with a, uh, with a very personal story of mine. And um, it's something that I just had to, to say. I mean I, I wasn't saying it to anybody in particular, but I just had to put it down in order for for the experience to 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 work out the experience for myself, not for the others. Um, but of course when when you see that you work out the experience you you enjoy doing it, and somebody else <laughs> somewhere else enjoys reading it. Then that's the perfect combination.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So uh, let's mm-hmm. talk about your, your book. Your book, Deadly Karma. It's uh, an erotic romance, yes.
1: Yes. Yes. I've uh, I've decided to specialize in uh, in uh, erotica because I think you know <clears throat> the erotica genre is where actually you get to explore people. And uh, their personality in a way you you can't do anywhere else uh, with any other genre, because when you get down to that particular side of uh, of a a person, you say it all about that person. You know, it's like after that there are no more secrets (laughs) to the person.
0: Um, Yeah, no, I got you. You're um, you're exposing like of what they keep most hidden about themselves.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. And uh, from there on, you know, you, you can learn about a person how he or she is, uh, <clears throat> and how he or she will react to certain to certain emotions, uh, to certain uh, way of doing things. Uh, personal relationships are, are the basis of our lives, and that that's where we. We build our lives, and that's often where society tries to change us or to, uh, you know, um, have a say in it because, uh, you know, too much freedom, and uh, they think uh, the world is going into chaos, <laughs> or um, they just want to. Often they just want to control the way you you act, you know. There's all this moral bigotism uh, around where they say you know conventional families are, are the only value possible, when in fact you know it's just often just two people who love each other, whatever their gender, and uh, and and they and and they have an offspring. However, they have the offspring. <laughs> and they love the offspring, and that makes, you know, a, a tight bond that um, today is often at risk, you know? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So that's why I've chosen, that's why I've chosen the, the genre. So I can explore this, uh, the, this the conventional way of uh, looking at, uh, the, I mean, the, the way the character reacts to the conventional way society wants you to, to, to live and uh, and often tries to overcome it or find a different way an alternative way I'm, I'm not saying a better way I'm just saying a different way and uh, in, in that different way you know you 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 can find your own uh, your own dimension or whatever it is that makes you really happy and and uh, uh have a constructive relationship with another human being one or two or three or however many you like i mean th- this is my personal belief of course okay so uh-huh. that, that's that's why i chose erotica as a genre so i can explore these feelings and, and i can uh, uncover what i what i think is not right with society today okay Okay. Now to get back to your question, which I forgot.
0: <laughs> uh, we were going to talk about uh, Deadly Karma and what it's actually. About. Deadly Karma. Like, who the characters are, a
1: Yeah, Deadly Karma is uh, it's a little bit like a strange tale, let's say, because it starts um, uh, and uh, at a Halloween party in um, in our times. And uh, with this girl Eunice, who has a lot of uh, self-confidence issues, and you know, she's um, she, she's uh, a bit uh, not like the <laughs> the, the, the regular. Uh, she, she's a bit off-scale, let's say, in uh, in her personal appearance. So she's not uh, she's she's short. She's a bit fat, and uh, you know, so she feels like she's not good enough for uh, for anybody and at this halloween party uh, she meets adrian and um they hit it off and um she has a great time and then they they, they go back um he, he rents a, a hotel room but <clears throat> so they spend the night together but in the morning she's dead and uh, oh. that's where it kicks off <laughs> oh wow but yeah. then it's sort of, yeah <laughs> But then the story will take you also in the past, in the 1800s, and, um, <clears throat> and that's where um, Eunice's friend Yvette, who is um, who's part of a, of a club, of a BTSM club in, um, <clears throat> in New Orleans, uh, she uncovered the whole story and uh, what really happened. Uh, to Adrian and to Eunice. Okay. Okay.
0: That's, uh, that's definitely wasn't the direction I thought the
1: story was going. No, no. And, and and in the story, you also get to see a little bit of a BDSM scene. So how, how to live the life of um, inside a BDSM club, and uh, so. People who read it, you know, also have to be I- into the spirits of BDSM because not everybody, of course, is uh, um, is familiar or approves of <laughs> the BDSM.
0: True, true. Okay. So, um, are there any like challenges that you find in writing uh, erotic romance?
1: Challenges.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't
1: know. Well, the, the main challenge uh, often is, you know, to write a different scene <laughs> because there's so much you can do in bed. But <laughs> sometimes you, you get stuck in the same things, <laughs> and, and they get, of course, boring. <laughs> if you if you are a reader of my books, you know, I try to 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 give different uh, um, different points of views or different uh, or create different kind of scenes. Uh, because after all, what you do in bed is basically one thing, and <laughs> to, to spice it up with um, with various uh, positions or you know things like that—that's <laughs> the main challenge at times. Uh, not so much the story; it's uh, really to, to to make it uh, um, a, a bit you know different in uh, in the various parts. Uh, otherwise, you'd be, be really You'd be reading the same thing over and over. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I get that. Um, so, when it comes to your plotting, are you like a cancer? Do you just kind of make it up as you go, or do you like plot out like the story of your uh, of your books?
1: No, no, I I plan it as I go. Okay. Uh, yes, I just I just read a beautiful book um, by a Japanese author and. Um, it's, uh, it's called The Memory, the Memory Police, and uh, in this book, uh, the, the protagonist is uh, a writer. And the, the, the beautiful thing it said, it's like, um, it said, you know, when she's um, unsure about where her writing is going, her editor tells her, look, your writing is in your hands, so as long as you just write, the story will come, and it was so so beautiful. The you know the the, the paragon because often I've, I've done that. I just sat down at the keyboard and wrote, you know, without any real thought about where I was going, or without any planning about what I was, uh, what my characters were about or where they were going. You see? Yeah,
0: so, no, I see.
1: Uh, yeah, it's um it was incredible reading that thing because i said hey this is exactly how i do it the writing is in the hands
0: yeah i like to i do like usually bare bones outlines and then it gets expanded upon greatly and uh sometimes you know i get better ideas that are different than my outline and i just go with them um i just yes. i don't generally i feel like I, I have better instincts about what the story needs when i'm actually writing it than i can when i'm plotting it as um I'm kind of more divorced from it when I'm just thinking, when I'm outlining, whereas when I'm writing it, of course, I'm actively, you know, creating it and experiencing the problems and pitfalls that I might not have anticipated and have
1: to to work around. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: Uh, All
1: right. I don't get. it.
0: (laughs) So, uh, what advice would you offer any newer aspiring authors?
1: Well, uh, I, I tell them to be pa- patient, really patient, <laughs> because, you know, when uh, it's tr- true today, you know, the publishing industry is so very different than it was 10 uh, or 15 years ago. And now you can uh, self-publish yourself on uh, Amazon or or any other platform. There are lots of them. It's not just Amazon anymore. And, uh, <clears throat> but, you know, like we said it earlier, you like you'd like to have a feedback, and this kind of feedback doesn't just come. I mean, you just it does doesn't happen that you just write, you put it out there, and somebody reads it. No, it's not like that. <laughs> You you often have to make to promo it. To go to Facebook, go Twitter, go here, go there, and uh, tell everybody, look, there's my book. And even if you get people interested, or at least they they start knowing you, it doesn't mean that they'll read you. And even if they read you, it doesn't mean that they'll um, they'll send you a feedback. So you really don't know, you know, what's happening with your writing. <clears throat> And uh, you you just got to be real patient. Or if you want to take the traditional way and uh, try and publish, you know, with an editor, even there, you start sending your stuff. And uh, it's not like they'll reply in a day or two. No, sometimes it takes months. If they even uh, reply. If they even reply. Well, actually, I have to say, American editors, American or English editors, they, they do eventually reply. You know, in Italy, the publishing industry is really terrible because there you, you, you really don't know. You just, you just send the stuff in a black hole that uh, might swallow it, might I, never um, get it back to you. <laughs> I, you know, it just disappears. <laughs>
0: I remember when I was in the career so, process, and, I, and some of them never did get back to me, but a lot did. But, no, it, was no. lot, it was always to say no, it was always to say no. But
1: <laughs> yeah, but at least they're, they're nice and they say, okay, thank you. We're not interested, and you know that's it. You know, but when you, when you write and nobody replies, then you just start thinking, did they receive it? Uh, had, they're not interested.
0: <laughs> I had one guy that sent a form letter back that, like, right after I emailed, and said, if you don't hear from me in three months, just assume I passed. <laughs> that was, it. I was like, "Oh, that's that's heartening."
1: Uh, but you know, <clears throat> I also received a lot of uh, of uh, rejections, uh, especially at the beginning. But one of the most uh, wonderful experiences that I still recall and um, that will stay with me forever, actually, is the rejection. But the publisher was so. Uh, I was so enthralled with the story. They said we couldn't stop reading it. I mean, it's unfortunately we we can't publish something as extreme as this because it was a bit extreme. But all of us here at the, <laughs> the publishing house read it. We were very very interested. We loved it, and we wish we could publish it, but it's just not in our line of uh, <clears throat> our line of words. And it was the best rejection I ever received. (laughs) Because you could see how sorry they were that they couldn't publish it. (laughs) And and they wished they could, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So, you know, uh, as an aspiring author, you you just got to have patience and, uh, you know, think, uh, always believe in yourself no matter what. Because you, you, you can't let them. You can't let them um, put you down or um, <clears> to <throat> you lose hope that you, you know, because you start believing your stuff isn't good. Um, when often it isn't and it's just the publishers that they don't read it or they don't have time to read it or, you know, whatever. Uh, the process, uh, it's not just the right time. <laughs> you shouldn't have uh, submitted it, whatever. You know, yeah. so but you just gotta keep, um, you know, you just gotta keep believing in yourself, in your stuff, and just have, you know, time to uh, to let them uh, see and uh, believe in your stuff. <laughs> so I mean, the, the the first book I ever submitted, it took me like a year and a half almost, yeah year and a half to get a publisher to say, yes, we, we we will publish this, you see. So that's what i'm um a fellow aspiring authors should should, should be prepared to. You know, just uh, the the advice they gave me was you just write, submit and keep writing another day. <laughs> And yep. and uh, you know you, you you can't be stuck in the waiting process. Otherwise, you you never get out of it, <laughs> and you'll never write anything else either. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's uh that's so true. Well, uh, where can our listeners uh, connect with you on the internet, Laura?
1: Oh, they can connect me. Uh, they can connect to me on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, on um, on LinkedIn. On um, uh, on YouTube, uh, <clears throat> all the major platforms, uh, social media. Uh, I have an account on Instagram, too. and um, <clears throat> But uh, you can see the list, the complete list of my books also on uh, Amazon. Uh, if you check, look for me under the Amazon authors, you'll, you'll find all my works. And... Uh, <clears throat> Plus, well, all across the board, I, I suppose. I also have a website, which is uh, www.lalagata.com, and, uh, and, um, and the and 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 a blog, which is in uh, in there.
0: All right. Well, it was really great talking with you, Laura.
1: Thank you, James. It was great talking to you and. Um, a big hug to all your audience. <laughs> yeah.
0: well, you have yourself a good day.
1: Thank you. You too. Right. Great hearing from you. <laughs> yeah.
0: This has been Authors in Focus. You can find my fantasy novels on Amazon. Follow news of my writing at my blog, jmd-read.com. And follow me on Twitter at jmdreed. You can also join my reader group on Facebook, Fantastical Worlds of the Imagination. You can find more episodes of the podcast at fantasy-focus.com or wherever your favorite
1: podcast is hosted.